0: Welcome to Call Us Mommy Podcast, where we get real about mom life, relationships, and careers. I'm Tiana, a single mom of three. And I'm Marielle, a married mom
1: of four. We're both on a mission to empower you not to settle in any area of life. Okay, we are back for season three, three right? Yeah, yes. yes. that's exciting. <laughs> so we want to kick off the season by taking on a car ride with us to Chick-fil-A for dinner. And we thought we would just let you listen in on a conversation um, between, Conversations. between <laughs> you know, life lives. And we're probably going to talk
0: about some things that we wouldn't usually talk about. Yeah. Just a fair warning. If you have your kids around and you're listening to this out loud, I would probably stick some yeah, headphones, headphones in headphones or earbuds in. Yeah. Well, now I feel gotta full expectations. That <laughs> so today's actually my first day back from vacation. I was lucky enough to, my kids were going to Disney World with their grandparents, and I was like, what the heck? Let's take advantage of this, and I'll go on a little trip myself, because, you know, as moms, we all have been feeling, like, burnout. I know Ariel yes. and I, like, it's something that, lately, is just always, it's what we talk about. It's yeah. what we feel. It's, like, something I can't, I feel like I can't repair myself mm-hmm. at all, and then, plus you add, like, you're dealing with, like, trying to heal trauma, and, like, yeah. you're really well All the normal yourself. things of... Parent, like parenthood, anyway. Yeah. And it's like you just never have, I mean, single or married, it doesn't matter. There's, if you're a mom, you have no time for yourself. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. So I was researching burnout yesterday and I saw it takes three to five years to
0: recover from burnout. I believe that because this is day seven of me being away from my kids. No, sorry. This is day eight actually because they left a couple days earlier. I miss them and like I absolutely love them and adore them. But What I, how I thought I would miss them is not what I'm feeling. Yeah. And I, I know
1: that feeling and it's so strange because I think we've all had the feeling of leaving your kids and genuinely missing them. Not mom guilt missing them, but like, I miss my kids so much. I ache for them. I cannot wait to see them. Like, I remember specifically the first time that we left Baden for several days and we were coming back from the airport and my parents were picking us up and they had Baden with them and we could not get off of that plane fast enough. We were so excited to see him. And then now when we leave, it's like,
0: <laughs> I could take Let's a extra take, days. Yeah. Enjoy these, the hours it takes to get home, you know? I know. And I, on the way home, I was thinking, cause I drove, I drove to Florida. So it was like a 12 hour drive on the way back. And I was literally thinking like, wow, I really thought that I was going to be like like that dying, like I yeah. cannot wait to see my kids. And like, I know some of you may be listening to this and be like, wow, like I can't believe she's saying this or like you, you maybe even judging me, but yeah. I have never been away from my kids longer than two days. So what I was expecting of like the, the way I thought I was going to miss them yeah. is is not what I was feeling. And I, I literally, I told Ariel that and I was like, is something wrong with me? And she's like, no, you're just burnt out. Yeah. I think all of us collectively are burnt
1: out because motherhood's hard for one and then two we just went through like shit hitting the fan the past several years and like it's still there like we're dealing with regular motherhood on top of just like life events world events that would not you would not expect to happen and then also more and more women are working and then with the pandemic so many women had to figure it out because you know most moms are the default parent if not you know a single mom obviously is the default parent because there's the only one so whenever the pandemic hit and the kids were sent home they had to figure out their lives again or just like quit their jobs and so i think that society doesn't realize that like okay moms are working now so they
0: can't be the same mom that they were in the 50s yeah and i think that the expectation is never it's, it's never changed, changed. It's never changed. It's always the same, except now they expect us to work, you know, full-time. Yeah. Full-time incomes and all of these things, but the man has never been expected to do that. To do the other things.
1: They get praised. You're so lucky that your husband helps you with the kids like that. And if someone said that to me, like, that would be so offensive because it's like, if you know my husband at all, you should know that he doesn't help me with the kids.
0: He's a dad. Yeah. You know, like, he's taking care of his kids. Yeah. It's not like he's some random person. It's like, oh, let me help you out. Let me, it's no, he helped make them. Yeah. And it's sad that the normal is that most men
1: are helpers or babysitters and not dads, because we should not be over at someone's house and see equal parenting and think that is not the norm. That should be the norm. And we should be questioning when it's not. And I think that's why moms are burnt out, even without the pandemic, because we're expected to do so much, all the time.
0: And then, too, then you try to reach out and tell people, and it's like, it's like this subject that everybody knows is there. Yeah. If you're a mother, if you're a mother, I feel like you you know this is there, but like nobody talks about it. There's no source of like help besides like, oh, yeah. get therapy, and like therapy's great. Like I'm in therapy. I look forward to my Tuesday weekly therapy calls. It doesn't give you enough relief to, like, avoid burnout. No. It talks you through it to, like, understand what the hell you're going through. Because, like, for the longest time I was like, I don't understand what I'm going through. I don't understand what I'm feeling. I don't understand why I'm acting this way. But they tell you how it is. It validates you. It validates you. And which is what we are looking for. From, like, other people, maybe our partners or our in-laws, our mothers, our fathers. Because there's a difference between getting validated from someone who's going through the same
1: thing because obviously, like, they're going to validate right, you. Yeah. But for someone who's not going through it, they love you, you trust them. We crave that validation from someone because it's like being seen when you feel lonely Yeah. because of the place that you're in. And I think we're lacking so much of that because of whatever depiction that motherhood is given by media and society and all these things... It's almost like mothers are so emotional because they're so hormonal. Dramatic. So, yeah. So when we express those feelings that we're feeling about burnout and in motherhood, people are like, oh, you know, moms are so emotional. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I know we say that about women in general, but I feel like we say it even more about women actually Mm -hmm.
0: become moms. Yeah. So I want to just add right now, like stop and say, if you were a grandmother and you were listening to this. Yeah. Give your, if it's your daughter or your daughter-in-law, whoever has birthed those grandchildren of yours, call them up and if you can, give them a break, like a weekend break. Because when we say we're burnout, we say we're tired, we say we're exhausted, it doesn't mean that we just want someone to be like, okay, like, all right, like, what can I do? Yeah. Because we don't, like most of us, especially like I know, I don't like to tell people what I need. Because I don't want to feel needy. I don't want to feel like I'm just, like, begging for help. But if someone says, hey, I'll take them for the weekend, yeah. great. I'm not going to argue with you as long as I tr- – you know, it's, like, my mother. If you or- offer. But that's yes. the thing is, obviously, we know how much of a burden it is. because that's <laughs> why we're in
1: this situation. So why yeah. would we call someone and be like, can I hand this burden off to mm-hmm.
0: you for at least 24 hours? Yeah. We wouldn't do that. No. No. And, I mean, we should do that, though. Like, if we, if we need yeah. help, we should I- be able to do that. Yeah. But we – it's really hard. So, really if you hard. are a grandmother right now, just call that call it woman up in your life and say, "Hey, let me take the kids for the weekend because yeah. you will be doing her some favors." I think what
1: is, you know, hard, we expect that village that everyone talks about.
0: It doesn't it doesn't really exist, guys. And it doesn't exist anymore, and I will say, because grandmothers are not the same as grandmothers in the 50s because yeah. like I know like my mom, she works 56 yeah. hours a week. Most like, grandmothers in the
1: 50s, yeah. they didn't do that. Right, because so. they never did. But it was like, you know, I think our moms, either they they worked through our mm-hmm. childhood or they were the first, like, stay-at-home moms because they wanted to stay home, not because that was, like, what women did. Mm-hmm. And then when you when the kids graduated, whatever, they went back to their career. Mm-hmm. And so it's like now they're working more than
0: they were working when they had kids. Yeah, exactly. So so right there, it's like I understand that they're working too. Yeah. And like, that's the huge difference For of sure. why we don't have a village part, you know, partially right there. And so I would
1: also add whether you're a grandma or if by chance you're a husband listening or if you are a mom listening and you're like, I need my husband to hear this. Husbands, like validate your wife. Not just say, I'm sorry that it's hard for you. Like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Tell them, I know it's hard for you. And let them talk to you. But please don't dismiss it. And don't like think that it's something that is, yes, it's normal, but it shouldn't be. So don't expect it to just like go away. Like do things to make it better. Let your wife, you know, urge her to take a break give her if she's like not doing it on her own like i'm really bad at that because i'm a people pleaser so even whenever i'm like i'm about to lose it if i don't get out of this house i won't go because deep down i don't want my husband to have a night on his own so
0: if you have a wife like that arrange that for her for the single moms out there that are like okay well i don't have a spouse Mm -hmm. so you know i can't do that or there's no one to arrange that so that's where like we as single moms we have to step up like I know, so how my co-parenting situation is is my ex-husband gets them Friday afternoon until Saturday afternoon is what he's scheduled, you know, court ordered to do. If he shows up for that or not, that depends on the time of the you know, time of the month. The time of the month. Literally. Literally is that with men. <laughs> Literally, it depends on the time of the month, guys. So but if I know he's not gonna show up, I know that I need that one break a week. And so I will plan, like if, if I can get my sister to watch my kids, that's great because that's a free babysitter. But if I can't, then that's when I would pay, you know, I have like a, a couple high schoolers that I trust. They love my kids. My kids love them. And I'll have them come over because I know I need a break, even if it's for four hours, five hours, whatever I can get get out of my babysitter. Yeah.
1: Real quick, if you're looking for ways to come up with that date night or self-care money, Virtual assisting is such an easy way to get started with little to no experience. Text BURNOUT to us at 812-203-4244 and we'll help you make that happen.
0: You got to do it because I know that's it's really, really important to me is my time. And that's something like growing up watching my mom be a single mom. She never took time for herself and she struggled with depression and anxiety really, really bad where to the point where she would completely shut down yeah. and cry and cry and cry for days. And I remember like I love my mom and she did the best she could. But I remember thinking like I don't ever want to be like that. And I she never bought herself anything. She never took time for herself. And so to me, that's a priority. So when people are like that's so selfish, be selfish because to me, yeah that it's gonna do your kids I mean it's gonna do your kids justice if you actually take time for yourself You make yourself a priority and you show them that you're a priority because I don't want my daughters to like be neglecting themselves. Yeah. Think that that's normal. That's not normal. And so I don't ever want to do that. Yeah. And I think that, and
1: I, I, so I know these truths for myself, but whenever I'm in the midst of dealing with like rock bottom in motherhood, it's like these truths just escape me or I'm just like, I don't even want to believe them or go through those processes of. Of thinking to feel better because it's like I want to indulge myself.
0: And there's a time, there's a time and place Yeah. Where I always say have your Beyonce moments. You yeah.
1: After that, I think that's where you have to take steps to recover from burnout. Burnout where you're experiencing these symptoms of feeling like a shell of a person, like you don't feel human, you don't really enjoy things, you feel like you're in survival mode 24-7. You're numb. You feel like you're doing things. You're going through the motions. Yeah, you can't think of like what to cook for dinner. Like you can't think of one dish. Spaghetti. You're like, I don't know how to make that. Mm -hmm. Then you're probably
0: burnt out. Or even things like simple things like like paying your bills or just like switching the laundry over. It's such a chore.
1: Small things overwhelm you, then you're probably burnt out. And so if that's where you are, you have to go into these steps with the knowledge that it's going to take a little bit of time for this to help. You're not alone. Yeah, that. you're not alone, but you do have to take these steps. So the first step that I recommend, and I know that like, I myself need right now in this moment of my life, is to reset. So you have to find some sort of break. Like, Tiana went on vacation last week, and that was kind of her mindset I was like I'm gonna go and reset just like re-energize I couldn't go like I thought about it I tried to force her to, her to go I tried to kidnap her but I couldn't like my there was no one to watch my kids so I couldn't go so like that doesn't mean that I can't take that reset it's just gonna look a lot different it'll probably just be like taking breaks every day like little breaks and a lot of it will also be just like letting some tasks go that I'm usually pretty anal about
0: I will add I have never in my eight years of motherhood had a seven-day vacation away from my kids. So if you're like, okay, well, it must be nice she got a vacation, please know that this is not yeah. a normal thing that I would have Most ever – Most of the time she gets less, less, less than 24-hour 20 hours. break. Yeah. yeah, so please know that this is not – you know, that was not a normal thing. And, like, I so appreciate, you know, them taking them and letting, letting mm-hmm. them experience those things. And, and that's something else, you know, I let them experience their first flight – and their first trip to Disney World, you know. Yeah. So I missed out on some things, you know, in order to fulfill. Let them experience yeah, exa- them. yeah, exactly.
1: But let's also define what a break is. So let's say, I mean, most people would think just any time away from your kids. Okay. That's not necessarily a break because what are you doing during that time? Grocery you, shopping is not, not a, a break. break. Taking a shower. Going to work is not a break. And I know we probably all got in an argument with our husbands. Oh, you get a break every day. You get to go to work. And I probably have said that more times, you know, to my husband. But what we're saying when we say that is you don't understand what it's like to be with these these kids 24-7. That's what we're saying. Not like we know you're not going and having a break. Like, you're yeah. working hard. And so are you. So, like, if you're going and you're working every day,
0: you're not having a break it's from a break. your kids.
1: Yeah, A break is whenever you are completely
0: focused on yourself. And that can be different for everybody. Like, mm-hmm. it could be... You know, you could enjoy just, like, going to the spa and getting a facial. You could yeah. absolutely hate that. You know, it's whatever. Like, think of things that, like, you, even, like, pre-mom you enjoyed yeah. doing. And if it, if you're sitting here, like, okay, still, I have
1: no way of getting away from my kids. I I know that there are moms out there that, that there are in situations like that. You can still find breaks that aren't going to be, like, well, let's be honest. They're not going to be as fulfilling mm-hmm. as being away from your kids but you can find ways to get out of your day-to-day routine that has burnt you out, even if your kids are around, to get like levels of rest. It's not gonna be as sweet as it would be without those kids, but it will still slowly get you back to that where you need to be. So first you gotta reset, find some, some ways to rest, and it's gotta be more than just like overnight. So I know like for me personally, whenever I get like a date Weekend with my husband. Usually, it's still less than twenty four hours, like it's a night away. But I think that people view that as like, oh, you should be reset and re energized for the week. And it's like, yeah, I'm appreciative of that break, but still, that's not gonna that's not gonna cure burnout. Even a seven-week vacation isn't going to cure burnout. There's a next step after resetting. Yeah. And that's going to be reevaluating your time and how you're spending your time. Because obviously, whatever was working before didn't end up working because you got burned out. So you have to look at your routine, what has to get done, what doesn't have to get done, and make decisions. And then start being intentional about finding those breaks consistently. It's not just like a one-time thing. you got to find them consistently.
0: And I would say get creative. Like, if you yeah. are saying that there's absolutely no way you can get away from your kids, trust me, there is a way. I remember, like, my mom, um, she had a cousin that was, like, super close. Like, we were really close with the, her kids. And we were all basically all, like, the same ages. They would, like, trade date nights. So, like, mm-hmm. one cousin would watch all the kids. And, like, I know that sounds like probably, like, okay, more kids. But you swap. And, like, it gives yeah. you a break. If you absolutely are, like, I have no money to pay for a babysitter. I have, you know, no help, like, with family. Then like if you have a friend or you have maybe a cousin that has kids, you know, similar ages, like swap. Yeah. Or get creative, like pick up a side hustle. Like maybe you want to, maybe you can break away and clean some houses just to get, you know, childcare money. Or do freelancing
1: work because a virtual Freelance assistant. is working. We're yes. kind of pros in
0: that, so we can yeah. help you with that. I mean, that right there would actually replace your whole income, just saying. Yeah. But, or, like, um, I remember when I had absolutely no money and I was still, like, you know, side hustling as a, as a VA when I was just getting started, like, literally, like, just getting started, I would make wreaths to have extra money. And that would be I our day-night money. Yeah. yeah. That would be our day-night money. So, like, you can get creative. Like, maybe you could bake cakes. Like, Maybe there's, like, something that you're really, really good at that you're like, I can't make money doing that. Trust me, you can. Yeah. I flipped furniture for two years, and that was, like, money I would either shop on or we would go on date nights with. It's just
1: choosing your hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't say this to people who are, like, in situations where they have no one around them, they have no support, they're living paycheck to paycheck, and they're working, like, three full-time jobs. That's not who we're talking to, like you've got to get through this part of your life first because you're literally surviving on all levels. But if you are in a safe place in your life and it's still hard, like, like Tiana's saying, like you can get creative. Like if you're living in a place where you don't have any support, but you have time to like find one of these side hustles to be able to hire a babysitter or like go out and do the work to find friends who you could do date night swaps with, like those types of things. So once you've reevaluated your time, you have to invest in that new, like, routine. And that's going to take some time, too. So you've got to remember, while you're doing all this, like, you're still recovering from burnout. So those breaks, you still have to, like, work them in consistently.
0: And that's why we, we've talked that's about That's why I do this. my breaks weekly. I have yeah. to do a yeah. weekly break. If I do not get a break on Friday, even if it's for, like, just that evening – I feel like I, I can't even function. And now that's spoiled because, like, if you would have said, like, two years ago, like, I, when I never got breaks, mm-hmm. I would be like, that girl's a brat. Like, that girl's a brat. She needs a Friday every single Friday. I do. Like, but it you're is a, also, like,
1: healthier. You're a healthier person.
0: Yeah. And I've, I make myself a priority. And that's something that I I've, yeah. I've never done, And I do now. I am a priority in my life. In order for me to function and raise my children and mm-hmm. run businesses and work, I am a priority in my life.
1: And if that still sounds uncomfortable to you, when I'm burnt out like this, I don't feel like I'm a good I mean I know I'm I know I'm a good mom because I'm doing the best that I can and I and I never want anyone to say that they're not a good mom. But you don't feel like you're making connections with your kids because you are constantly in that survival mode and so you are literally just making sure that they're not killing each other, they're fed, like they're happy, like all of those things. That when it comes time to have quality time with them, there's, like, there's already none of you left. So, there's nothing to give them.
0: So, even if you take that time. Let's add to it, they're going through phases where either they're, like, super, like, not listening. They're screaming. They're fighting with so-and-so all the time. Like, right there, like, I went through a phase with my son where, like, it was hard for me to even want to... Give him affection. Because the last thing I wanted to do was be around him because he was acting so awful. And I remember some my therapist like, is something wrong with me? Like, I'm having a really hard time. I don't even want to give him a hug. And it wasn't like I was doing that to, like, discipline him. It was just like, I Your body, not... like, rejects it. Yes. It was like, I physically did not want to yeah. do it. And she was like, no. Like, I hear this all the time from mothers. When they're burnt out, their kid is acting up 24-7. The last thing you want to do is go over there and just, like, right. hug all over and kiss all over You them. don't like them. Ex- yes, you
1: obviously you love them. Yes. But that's very separate. It's like whenever you're, you know, in that stage with your husband where mm-hmm. like you're just mad at them. You love them, mm-hmm. but you don't like them. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think that that needs to be like it was so I think it was so surprising
0: for you whenever she said that. It was cuz I was having be. I was having such a hard time with it cuz I I use this I use those exact words like yeah. I do not like my son right now. Yeah. What is wrong with me? And she was like, nothing. I hear this all the time. Parents all the time. She said, I, Tiana, I have counseled thousands of mothers. And she was like, this is a normal thing. And she was like, I'm a mother myself. And I have felt that way about my yeah. kids too.
1: And if it's that normal, it shouldn't be a surprise when we hear that. And we should not feel shame in
0: feeling in those feeling things. Yeah. Yeah. Now you don't want to straight up and, you know, like, your child and be like, I hate you yeah. or I don't like you. Yeah, your child doesn't need to to, please uh, to don't. feel and hear these yeah, things. Yeah, please don't say that we're saying that should yeah. be normalized, but, like, just telling, like, I've told Ariel, like, I don't like him right now. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what else I need to do. Like, I feel like I'm doing the best I can, and it's, like, it's not good enough. Yeah, so definitely find someone in your life that you trust, whether
1: that is your partner or, like, a... Fellow mom, or your mom, or your brother in law, somebody that you can say those things to, and they're, they're not called, you know, CPS
0: on yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but like that is that is. Where our world is at now, where yeah. mothers can't express that they're going through severe depression, that they're, struggling with, that they're struggling with suicidal yeah. thoughts, that they they literally feel like they're going to shut down, you know, like when their kid is having a, a screaming fit, they're going to have a panic yeah. attack. We can't tell people that because we're afraid that people are going to call the cops on us. They're going to call CPS. But, like, mm-hmm. we're here to normalize it. We feel those things. And yeah. if you don't feel it, God bless you. Like, I don't know what kind of nerves you have, but yeah. I need them. And find health professionals, too, that take that seriously. Because
1: there are some out there that still respond very poorly to those Mm -hmm. things, even though it's literally their job to check on mom's mental health. Yes. And you have to be honest with yourself about how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. If you are having suicidal thoughts, you're not alone. Like, I have had them more this last year than, I mean, ever. I've never had suicidal thoughts until this year. Mm -hmm. And I am almost three years, well, it's two years postpartum. So I have expressed them to, like, a counselor. And they help
0: you work through that. Because intrusive thoughts are really normal anyway. People don't just normalize them because nobody talks about it. Right. Everyone is scared of the the outcome or, like, being judged. Or, I mean, you're already feeling shameful. When you feel those things, you already feel so much shame and guilt for having those feelings. That who's, you know, who's going around or getting on podcasts. You know, telling the whole world like we are right now. But we just want to normalize those things that, like, we all do go through. And, you know, maybe if you haven't went through these things yet. Or we hope you never do. But. It's rough. Yeah. So I want to just say that there's, this is something that I do, but I should also be better at, is I will text Ariel and just say, how are you feeling? And I genuinely mean, like, yeah. how are you feeling mentally? Not like the, you know, when you run through, you're like, how are you? Yeah. And you're like, oh, good. You know, great. See you later. Bye. Like, I really mean, like, when I text her, how are you feeling mentally? Yeah. Because at this point, I'm probably having a nervous breakdown. And I will say,
1: if you're going to do this to someone, mm-hmm. like, that's great. Check in with everyone make sure that you have created a safe place for them to share because even if you are being genuine about why you're reaching out and saying how are you feeling they might not feel comfortable being like and they also might be confused if you're not used to like just yeah yeah. and you need someone in your life to share something like that with if you're experiencing really dark things like that
0: yeah or really i mean if anything Anything, at all like if Because I know there's only two people in my life that if they text me, how are you feeling, that I'm actually going to answer it truthfully. And, like, nothing against, like, all my other friends. When you're a really private, like, person for Mm -hmm. one, and then, like, if you're struggling with something, like, you just don't want to tell the whole world. And, like, you got to keep it, even though we are right now. Yeah, because some people do,
1: I feel like, view you differently. Mm -hmm. And those people are usually the people that don't know you.
0: Yeah. You know? or they they can't understand it at all so they're like I have no idea yeah. why that would be happening or why she'd even say this right. things
1: yeah so Ooh. if you are a mom that's like I don't have anyone in my life
0: like that then you got to you- meet people because I will yeah. tell you Ariel and I we did not go to the same school together we were not in the same grade we didn't go through early adulthood mm-hmm. you know together we were both moms couple kids married yeah so it wasn't like we were just getting our lives started and we met actually at a church workout. Mm-hmm. I walked right up to her, asked her, what, you know, what, what you doing? What's yeah. your name? What you do for a living? um, What's your number? And that's how we became friends. So it may take getting out of your comfort zone and getting out and meeting people. And it wasn't like the very first year that we became friends. Like I just blurted everything out, which I may have, have actually. I feel like I did. Not really. Somewhat. No? I don't think so. Okay. So maybe. Not until we got really close, but you also have walls. I, I have. What is it? What is that one counselor used to say about me? <laughs> My walls. I can't remember. She was like, I have walls on top of walls. Yeah. Like, it's not just I like got a wall build up. It's like, like a prison wall. Yeah, I'm in a prison. Like if you're trying to get to me, yeah. guys, like it's it's gonna take a minute.
1: But <laughs> but then you also might be like me, and you overshare in the right circumstances. So you have to just be intentional with who you talk mm-hmm. with and who you share with, and how and like how you're sharing. So if you are someone like Tiana, be intentional about sharing like don't do it where you're uncomfortable but do it you have to make it a priority to make
0: new friends thanks for hanging out with us on the call us mommy
1: podcast if you want to spend more time with us make sure to hit follow and if you like the episode share with a friend and leave a review